When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's go hour number two on a Monday. Hope you're having a good one. Stay cool out there if you can. Find some shade if you can. You'll find out how much of an old man or old woman you are when you start looking for shade more and more. I am a certified old man when it comes to that. It's Chad and Zay. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. Hope you're having a good start to your week. Hope you had a great Father's Day getting to hang out with all the important dads in your life, or hopefully maybe you are the important dad in somebody's life. And I hope you had some good food, maybe got some good presents. Today's handing out golf equipment to all the dads in his world. It's good stuff. Oh, yeah. They loved it. Now, what kind of stuff are, are, you, are you getting them? Is it clothing? Is it the accessories? Golf has a lot of stuff to buy. Yo, CeCe just got a gift card. Oh, yeah. even better. Yeah, he, he's good with that. Kev, which the detailed guy that he is, yes. he got the little... You know, the binocular thing that tells you how far. The range finder. The range finder. Yeah, you He go. got that. So yeah. he went from amateur to PGA real quick. I'm starting to learn. One, I'm glad they finally let the PGA guys use the range finders because they were going old school bagger van style up until then. But I like the idea of the worst golfer you are. Like the If you're a bad golfer, I think over time I've learned you might need that even more. Yeah. Just because if you can – it lets you get out of people's way a little bit. Like, if I could stand there, you, you just go through too much thinking. It's like, no, get you a number and go. Grab a club and swing. I think that could help out. That's cool, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, CC. he don't think he needs that stuff because he's no. such a pro. Obviously not. So, yeah, that would be a waste of time getting him that. Kevin, going smart with it, he said, I need this. I'm going to use it. It's going to help my game. And, yeah. He's going to thrive out there. He was hyped when he got it. Was CC, is CC going bagger van style, jumping the yes. fence and walking the course at night and everything? Is he no, doing... he just guesstimates. He guesses. Yeah. I, I used to do that, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm so cheap, I've not bought the uh, the device yet at all. Somebody told me once, My shout out to my man Bo Edge if he's listening today, great golfer, much better than me. He told me, he goes, Chad, I've seen you play golf. you got to get a lot better before you think about a range finder. <laughs> I said, all right, man, I appreciate the yeah, honesty. Just, he goes, they mark stuff off for you. Look at the ground. If you see a number, that's fine. Like otherwise, flag colors yeah. and stuff, yeah. Otherwise, just guess. You're, you're good. you got to get a lot better. All right, uh, let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. We'll talk some Longhorn stuff and maybe a couple other things with Joe Cook of Inside Texas on 3.com. We do it every Monday about this time. Joe, how are you? Doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. We always appreciate the time. Now, I kind of asked you about this last week, but I just wanted to see, now that Texas is uh, not a part of the College World Series, how do you watch the College World Series? Do you disconnect yourself from it, or does your baseball fandom draw you to Omaha no matter what? You know, I kind of just have to disconnect uh, after after Texas gets 
eliminated uh, in, in these situations. And, you know, in recent years, it's only happened in this year in, in 2017 and, of course, 2019. Uh, after it happens, I, I kind of lose. You know, I don't want to see college baseball. I, I don't want to see it without burn orange involved. Uh, but that's not to say that, uh, you know, people should follow my lead. This is a really uh, captivating tournament, I feel like. Some of the stars of, of the sport, um, including Paul Skeens, including Dylan Cruz, and including uh, Jack uh, I can't pronounce his last name from Florida. They're all there. Uh, good teams like Tennessee, and then you even got a Cinderella like Oral Roberts up there as well. So um, I can't. I, it's not something on my radar, especially with all the different recruiting stuff going on. But it should be because this is it's one of the better fields of, of College World Series teams that we've seen in a while, especially with some star power, and uh, should be uh, you know should be fun to watch how it all plays out. Uh, if I decide to flip it on ESPN. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah, a lot of SEC teams in that College World Series with Tennessee and LSU, which takes me to my next question, Joe. With the schedule coming out last week, we haven't really got to talk to you since then, but, you know, and them on the schedule. You've got Florida and Georgia coming to DKR, and you still got to go to Michigan in 2024. What are your thoughts on the SEC schedule and what the Horns are looking forward to? I mean, this is this is why you join the league to have these types of big name brands with national, you know, immediate recognition and uh, you know, powerful players and, and great coaches come into Austin more than just one time a year. And you know, I've, I've always kind of uh, couched it this way: this isn't to speak down to Kansas State and Iowa State, who have both had success in Austin at, at some points in the recent years, like even Kansas, uh, but. You know, those aren't the teams that are going to bring 100,000 people to town and fill the 100,000-seat stadium. Uh, that first SEC slate with, with Florida and Georgia um, and Mississippi State and, and Kentucky, you know, those are all going to be most likely going to be sellouts uh, and big sellouts, and it's going to help the entire, you know, ecosystem for, for UT football, all the restaurants and where you all have Texas tailgate and, and stuff like that. So, that's super exciting. Uh, of course, it's going to be really challenging games. Uh, Florida, by that point, looks to be uh, – they may have something going with, with Billy Napier. That's been a program that's recruited pretty well uh, over the past couple of years after, you know, Dan Mullen really didn't want to. Uh, and then Georgia is just the force. You know, that's going to be big time, and that's a fan base that travels really well. Uh, so I'm really excited to, to see that. And, you know, it's what she signed up for. I guess the only – uh, thing you can complain about is as far as going to destinations, you're not really going anywhere new. I mean, Texas is very familiar with Fayetteville. Uh, the Cotton Bowl is always going to be in Dallas. Um, you know, at College Station, Texas has been there plenty. Uh, in Nashville, of course, I mean, that's new, but it, it's Nashville. It's kind of a, you know, you're not getting the full SEC college town experience like you might be if you go to Knoxville or if you went to Gainesville or stuff like that. Now, Nashville is pretty cool, and I'm excited to go and uh, see what that experience is like and how Texas fans travel uh, to, to see Vanderbilt. But uh, other than that, you know, it's, it's a fantastic slate. and uh, One I'm really excited for, but one that if you saw Texas players on social media last week, they're focused on 2023. Joe, I'm going to give you the advice that I've been given from Georgia fans, South Carolina fans, and Auburn fans. They have all told me to go to Nashville because what they don't have in football, Vanderbilt fans make up for with partying. Hit the tailgates, and if you like to drink, 
Vanderbilt fans have a beverage for you. That's what I've been told. I feel like that's common across the SEC. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be pretty fun. And, uh, you know, hey, Vanderbilt leads the all-time series with Texas. So it's time for one more. (laughs) In the lead, the the Commodores have. That's fantastic. That's a stat right there. See, Joe's been doing his homework, Zay. That's that's multi-level right there. That's a depressing stat, Joe. It really is. Um, uh, Joe, how about the uh, good news for Texas recruiting over the weekend? A couple of commits in the 24 class. Freddie Dubose Jr., the wide receiver out of Smithson Valley, and Santana Wilson, a great name out of Arizona on the defensive side. Um, so five guys now in this class, and obviously Dubose important for Chris Jackson, uh, his first official wide receiver commit, correct? Yeah, exactly. DuBose, uh, he was at Shirts Clements last year, uh, or prior to going to Smithson Valley. Um, and if I recall right, I don't think Shirts Clemens is a big passing team. I think they, they like to, to run the ball and run the ball some more. And even if they have a talent at wideout, you know, that's, that's where it goes to if they're not running the rock. So he goes to Smithson Valley. Unfortunately, uh, sustains a pretty major knee injury earlier in the year. Uh, but he comes back, and for track season, he's throwing down great times in the 400 and in the long jump and in the triple jump. And, you know, he's a very he's a great kid, a very uh, captivating personality. Um, and, you know, if he's able to return to anywhere close to where he was, he's going to be great. But I, it seems like with his track times uh, from the spring, he's already made some progress to getting back and being a big force on the football field this year. And like you mentioned, big for Chris Jackson to have that first commit uh, that's uh, you know Dubose was a player that I think Tennessee and Texas A&M and Baylor those were some of the schools that stood out for his services and Texas ends up getting them in the boat in the end. As far as Adrian Wilson goes, uh, that is the son of Santana Wilson. The uh, or, or excuse there, me, Santana. There you is go. The son of Adrian Wilson, yeah. the former uh, All Pro uh, safety with the Cardinals, who's in the Carolina Panthers front office. Um, you get him uh, away from you know the in-state Arizona schools, uh, the West Coast, uh, Oregon, all those guys. I think even Texas A&M was a little bit interested, and you get a really great corner in that class. And um, Eric Nolene and a lot of us over at Inside Texas have kind of made the point in, in recent weeks, and especially with Wilson's commitment, that think about the families who are in football or associated with football that are you know giving their – whether spoken or unspoken, their stamps of approval to Steve Sarkeesian and his program. Mm. I mean, you had Chet Brooks, who you know, who was uh, part of the Wrecking Crew. He says, "You know what? I'm going to send my son to uh, Texas and and see, you know, what the Longhorns are working with instead of Ohio State." The Mannings, obviously, and now someone who's in a front office, a high up in a front office of an NFL franchise. He saw and his son saw enough this weekend to where that program, the Longhorns, got their stamps of approval. Always looking for talented corners, and uh, Texas got one. Uh, the prospect uh, on three has ranked as a top 100 player. Yeah, you're right, Joe. That is big time for these former NFL players to say, you know, I feel comfortable with Sark and that crew down there coaching my kids because they definitely know what it takes to get to the next level. That's a great point there. Let me ask you this about this past weekend's recruiting trip. I heard about 20 guys were in the 40 acres. You saw all the luxury cars and stuff, you know, at the stadium. And, you know, just the recruiting process is definitely in full effect. I know it's another big time weekend coming up this week who else 
are the Longhorns trying to really close in on? I know the season's about to start in a couple of months for a lot of these high school kids, but where are they at on some of the other big recruits in the nation? You know, you got to start at the top uh, of the kids who are coming in this weekend, uh, and that's Colin Simmons. Uh, he is the number one prospect in Texas. He's out of Duncanville, so he's at the talent factory. Um, and anybody who has done anything significant over the last few years or in-state programs are after uh, Colin Simmons. Uh, probably a guy who ends up playing in the SEC, but he's been interested in Arizona State and he even took a trip to uh, SMU last week, right down the road to go see the hometown school. So uh, a lot of different factors at play. Uh, with Simmons, you know, he's probably going to be a guy who ends up playing that weak side defensive end spot. Um, and Texas has to show that, you know, playing that hybrid position that Pete Kwiatkowski likes is going to set you up well for your future in the NFL. Uh, and that's a position and a, a responsibilities at that position that are growing more hybrid than just, hey, put your hand down and go get the guy. So that's one to watch. That's a recruitment that's got a long way to go. Uh, he's seen several different schools officially over the course of June, and he's someone who's going to take advantage of the new rules and go take some in-season officials as well. Uh, LSU seems like big competition, but uh, A&M, Alabama, you know, all the different schools are, are right there for, for Colin Simmons, and Texas gets to take their shot at him this week after he's seen Texas, I think, a few times over the course of the the spring and even going back to the winter so we'll have a lot more notes but that's you know you got to start with the guy who's top five in the country and at a position of major need going to be a big uh a telling recruitment in a lot of different senses with what happens with simmons talking with joe cook inside texas joe i'll duck out of uh, longhorn stuff for a second i want to ask you about the astros i was with some astros fans this weekend not enjoying the matchup with cincinnati lost four in a row it's five and a half back of the rangers and now of course the angels are between the rangers and astros in terms of the standings give me your thought on this team right now another big injury story obviously with alvarez and a big name where's your confidence level right now for the astros uh, at this point, I think I kind of said this, it's like, I, this is a team that just kind of needs to make the wild card at this point and get into the mix because with injuries to your, I mean, your offense is injured. Let's not, you know, right. around. your offense is injured right now. He's got a strained oblique and hasn't started swinging a bat yet. Uh, you're one of your relied upon arms, uh, over the, that you thought was going to be a factor and Luis Garcia is out for the year. Uh, you're still waiting on Michael Brantley. Um, Jose Altuve is still getting into the swing of things. Uh, Jose Abreu, he's, he's starting to turn around a little bit, but you know it, it's still been a slow start for him. Um, and you're getting nothing from Maldonado, and that kind of brings in you know the Dusty Baker aspect of it. Is that they're still going with Maldonado, even though Yanir Diaz has done really well. He's still using guys like Montero, even though. And that may be a front office decision, considering they signed him uh, to a three-year deal before the year. But it's just—it's not a team that has a lot of great things going for it right now. Uh, they need to get healthy, and I think once they get healthy and have someone like Jordan back in the lineup, and even Michael Brantley back in the lineup, it'll bring a lot more balance. Um, and they just need to—they need—it's one of those baseball things. They just need to see some good things happen because it doesn't seem like it's been the case. I know the Reds are kind of starting to build a little bit and they have their hot prospect up but for a team like the Astros to get swept that's that's not what teams who want to win their division or make the playoffs do and uh that's that's exactly what happened I'm curious to see what happens with the Angels though 
Um, they, they seems like they may just kind of be in this weird no man's land where they still have trout, still have Otani, uh, are, I mean, like you said, they're second in the division, but you know, this is kind of uncharted territory for them. They haven't been this good, um, in a while. So I'm very curious to see what happens there. And I'm really curious to see what moves the Astros may try to make because a lot of, there's some good talent who may be major league level talent next year. Uh, with the Astros in their farm system. Um, and I'm not sure if they want to, you know, make some big time trades with those guys a year away, get rid of them to try to bolster a team that's kind of just sneaking into the playoffs right now if they make it. So going to be a real trying June and July, I feel like, for the Astros. Uh, but they need guys like Fromber to, to right the ship, and they need guys like Altuve and Abreu to start getting it together and be their normal selves. Joe, this Texas basketball team, they're still trying to find a couple more guys to finish out this roster. They're trying to look for a three-slash-wing player that could, you know, kind of a three-and-D guy. What's it looking like from a recruiting standpoint or from a transfer portal-slash-grad student standpoint? I know Chris Johnson is out there, the freshman coming in that committed to Kansas, who decommitted from there and now is looking at Texas. Any word on him or anybody else? Yeah, I think Chris Johnson is the name to know uh, at this point. You know, it's kind of one of those things where whenever somebody drops in to the portal or you have something major like a head coach get fired in, in June uh, or let go, whatever the term is, uh, that's that's kind of the, the big checkpoints for, for these types of things. So I think, like you said, that's the name to know, um, and that is the profile of what they're looking for. But I think Rodney Terry can be a little picky um, if they don't find that that three or that that kind of wing that you're talking about, it's not great. But they still have a lineup that they can work with with guards and maybe with Dylan Mitchell changing his game and developing a little bit more of a game uh, to where they can make the the missing body not that big of a deal with guys who can fill that role. But yeah, definitely keep an eye on that name you mentioned. And uh, uh, workouts are ongoing. They're starting to put together. Uh, you know, you see that on social media and starting to put together the culture and the chemistry. Uh, but, you know, Rodney Terry is a type of coach who, as any uh, high major coach has to be, is always on the lookout for something he can add to the roster. Texas basketball first full season with Rodney Terry as the man coming up this year, and it will be the last before Texas makes that switch into the SEC for basketball. That should be interesting, too. Go from a Kansas a Kansas conference to a Kentucky conference. Uh, one big name for another. Joe Cook, Inside Texas, on 3.com. He's at Joseph Cook 89 on Twitter. Joe, we appreciate it, man. Enjoy the College World Series if you do decide to peek in, and we'll talk to you next week. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Joe. Good stuff there. By the way, it is Tennessee and Stanford today in two and barbecue game number two. The loser is done here. The first two and barbecue team was Virginia yesterday, Stanford and Tennessee, and uh, Stanford out uh, to the early lead. They stopped Tennessee from a, what could have been a big first inning, and now they have gotten a run across in the bottom of the first. We'll keep you up to date on that one as we roll along. Up next, let's get you a flex segment. We'll talk more about those two new commits for Texas football if you missed any of it we've got some other stuff locally flex athlete headed to a camp this weekend because his team is not in the state seven on seven but we will talk about the ones that are and where that's going to be plus nick saban can't stop talking about college football and we do love that on the horn
Chad and Zay. All right, rolling through a Monday. I think I've got it. Isn't this the the greatness? One of the greatest Caucasian mullets of all time, Richard oh, yeah. Richard Marks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we had a Mount Rushmore of mullets, it'd be tough for him not to be on that list. Oh, it's a good one, and it was it was such a good contemporary mullet. It was a mullet everyone could get a hold of. Yeah, right. It wasn't too extreme. It was smooth. It was slick. I think Richard he wasn't Mar- trying too hard. Like yeah. it fit him. I think he's still with Daisy Fuentes too. God love him. He ended up with Daisy Fuentes. He sold all those albums. Just cruising, cruising through life. Richard Marks, Christopher Cross, and Duran Duran. An interesting group already on a Monday. We hope you are having a good one. Happy Juneteenth to all of you out there. Uh, happy College World Series, Tennessee and Stanford. Trying to figure out who's going to in barbecue and joining Virginia at the barbecue grill. Stanford's up 2 nothing, and they are in the top of the second right now. So Tennessee in danger of heading home as of this moment. We'll get into that more. Zay mentioned a Mount Rushmore there. We're talking Georgia Mount Rushmore of football. Obviously, Herschel's got to be there. Who else? Do you like the Champ Bailey move? Zay and I both put Champ Bailey on our Georgia Mount Rushmores. Um, Let us know who else you would throw on there. We've gotten a lot of love today for uh, a lot of different folks, from David Pollack to David Green to Stetson Bennett. Zay says Stetson Bennett's got to be on there. Stetson Bennett. He is back-to-back quarterback, national champs, and the man put up yards, what would you say, over 4,000 last year. Oh, wow. You can't argue – you can't argue that what Munkin did with that offense was hide Stetson Bennett. You yeah. cannot say that. No, he went to New York. Yeah. He was right there, sent by CJ Stroud and them. He was right there. He was. He was. He was. I went a little more defensive minded with the back end of mine, but I might have to think about that Stetson Bennett thing uh, if I was going to re rack everything. Let us know what you think there. Uh, right now, let's get a little flex segment in here. Longhorns had some good recruiting news over the weekend and a couple other things for you. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All right, uh, we'll start with those commits for Texas. The uh, class is up to five guys now in 2024. Santana Wilson, defensive back out of Arizona, and we made that connection for you earlier. The four-star is the son of Adrian Wilson, who was a stud safety for Arizona with the Cardinals back in the day, so that might make sense why the family ended up in Arizona. Ah, And he's going to high school. There we go. Santana Wilson, love that name too. Hope he ends up being a stud because uh, a cool name like that needs to have. That's Good job there by Adrian Wilson. I mean, Santana. It's good. That's very cool. Wow, I'm trying to think. Did he, like, play with any Santanas? Like, I remember Santana Moss. That was the first Santana, like, I ever heard of a brother getting, like, in any professional sport. First one I ever heard of was Santana Dotson back in the day. Okay. That guy, was Santana Dotson Baylor? 
I'd have to double check it, but I remember that name back in the day too. I always thought Santana was yeah, it's a, a smooth cool. name. I like the name, yeah. Six foot one eighty on the defensive side, and then on the offensive side, Freddie Dubose Jr. Cool name as well. Uh, Smithson Valley, but before that, he'd been at uh, Shirts Clements. Everybody's at somewhere else now. Everybody transfers. Yeah. So uh, junior year had an ACL, but uh, as we talked about, they say he's come back from that very well. Four star prospect. Teams like Tennessee. Tech, TCU, A&M, Baylor, UTSA, in no particular order, were all on the offer list. And now Texas gets the commitment, obviously just a verbal now. Uh, but there are five guys now in the 2024 class. So we hit that as far as Big Texas news today. The other quick uh, thing we'll mention, just a bit of good luck to Quintalen Joyner, the quarterback out of Bastrop. He's going to a TCU camp this weekend. Nice. This Saturday evening. Uh, Bastrop, unless I am mistaken, did not advance to the state 7-on-7, so that's why Quintalen's got a little extra time on his hands. Going to head on up there to Fort Worth and uh, check that camp out. And uh, all, to all the teams that are going from this area, from San Marcos to Lake Travis to Westlake, and I'm um, forgetting a couple others, uh, that is going to be Saturday morning, College Station. It starts early, so everybody doesn't yeah, – better start early. Yeah, it starts early so everybody doesn't melt. But it is a lot of fun, man. At one big, They go to that one big park area in College Station, and everybody is really spread out. They have a little map so you can go find your teams and, and follow them around. Zay, the parents show up with the coolers and the lawn chairs, yeah. and everybody's got the gear on. And we hung out last year all the way to the end with the DeSoto uh, crew and watched Jonte Cook and Wisner and that, that group show out, win the thing. And it was just kind of fun to watch, man. They're, it's interesting to see just how connected those com- all the communities are, even at this level. This is summer, seven on seven, but man, there's a group of parents and coaches that are just dialed in yeah that's it's awesome build that chemistry early for when fall comes around you put on those pads and i think it's very important for those guys to be together because it also builds camaraderie off the field and mm-hmm. just the type of bond that you get from a friendship with your teammates and it makes it that much more special which you've got to have that like i'll die for the guy beside me in order to win like the whole you know we talked about this guys not liking each other in order to win like that rarely works like you gotta be on jordan and pippen's level for that stuff to work guys not liking each other in order to like win championships no it helps if you like the person next to you it helps the you see the person every day it helps if you like them and building those bonds early now is huge for what you want to do when december comes around yeah, we'll get you more info as the week goes on on the state seven on seven. And in case you have not heard or you're wondering what to maybe a bite to eat you're looking for in College Station, Zay and I would both recommend Lane's Chicken Tenders. It's easy, it's easy. Don't even waste your time. Mm. Don't even mm-hmm. waste your time. Just go to Lane's. Get extra sauce. Extra, don't, don't trip about the pot pricing. Like extra sauce get the is extra key. sauce. Yeah, go in. Those crinkle fries. Oh, man. Oh, man, the potato salad. Just so good. So good. All right, uh, we'll hit that later in the week as we go on. Also, let's get some college football in here. Um, Zay, I do love it when Nick Saban says things for no reason. Later, we'll get to a group of people I don't like saying things for no reason, and that's the Dallas Cowboys. I think they need to stop talking, but Saban needs to keep talking. I love when he gets a weird idea in his head, and he just thinks it's time for him to go off. And apparently, recently, where do we have him? Was a podcast, TV show? Where was Joel Klatt. Ah, I went and hung with Joe, Joel Klatt and started rambling about the playoffs. Yeah, basically bitching about... 
Them getting hosed last year in the college football playoff. Nick said, but do you really get the best teams? Mm. When they told me that we would be favored against three out of the four teams that got in the playoff, I'm like, why aren't we in the playoffs? (laughs) (laughs) Dude, man. He's still on it, isn't he? He's still on it. The season's over. We should be looking forward to 2023, Nick. Dude, like 2023 is 2022 is over with. Sorry, you didn't make it. And you blew out Kansas State. And it looked like you were pissed off. That team, the way they did Kansas State and that, what was it, Sugar Bowl? They looked like a pissed off team. To say, the whole probably warm up to that game was, hey, fellas, show everybody why we should be in the playoff. And mm-hmm. they beat the brakes off Will Howard and them. So a part of me gets what he's saying, but. With Ohio State only losing one game last year to Michigan, Michigan being undefeated to that point, TCU, yeah, they lost to Kansas State, but they deserve to be there. Who's he talking about? Like, yes, maybe they would have been favored, but that doesn't mean they deserved it with the losses that they had against Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, to me, the math is just really simple. He can say all of that he wants, and would I have favored his team against maybe one or two of those teams, maybe three? Possibly. That's not the point, though. No team that has lost two games has ever been in this version of the playoff. Ever. They were one of those everybody was thinking of, and there were other scenarios that could have created it. It's just never happened. You can't lose two games and get in this four-team playoff. Especially two teams they lost to were teams that didn't make the playoff. Like Ohio State lost to Michigan. They were in. Yeah. So, yeah, I when you lose one game with TCU, it was against Kansas State, who won the Big 12. Like it wasn't during the regular season. It was the team that won the Big 12. Yeah, who was so it? So you lost to LSU yep. and Tennessee. That's who it was. Both yeah. teams didn't make the playoff. Where, where are we arguing, Nick? Yeah. And they, you know, and, and in your badass non-conference game, you came to Austin. You damn near lost that one. Yeah, yeah. He, I, I love it. Again, I love when he gets fired up about it. This needed to be an argument for him about expanding a playoff, and that's what he should be focused on here because they are a team that is a perfect example of you can still lose two games and be dangerous. Right. That's all I care about at the end of a football season. I don't need I don't need some historic team that's undefeated every year. No, no, no. We're going to have teams that are one loss, two loss, maybe even three loss teams that you better just watch out for. And that's what's going to be so cool about it to me, Zay, is the legitimacy of it, the organic football quality of it. Because I would not have wanted to mess with that team by the end of last year. And they're going to get a shot now, just like a whole bunch of other teams will. And you're exactly right, Chad. Like, he's feeling that. He knows that he had a -a once-in-a-lifetime player in Bryce Young, Mm -hmm. and they got zero championships out of that. They might have beat the champs in Georgia 2021, but when they played them again, rolled. Right. They got rolled. Didn't win the right game. Didn't win the right game. Didn't win the last one. So he's over here like, man, I will never have another player like that for the rest of my career. Well, he might because it's Alabama. But Bryce Young is a special guy. And he knows the opportunity was there, and they didn't get it done. And he's like, and it sucks, but, yo, go cry me a river with all your other championship rings. Like, I'm not really trying to hear it. It will change very soon. And he knows this year that his quarterback situation ain't the best. So it's a huge possibility that they'll lose two games again and get hosed out in his eyes again. 
Yeah, it, but though, but at least now moving forward, and it, yeah, you're right. It could bite him one more time, and then next year yeah. he'll get to get to the expanded version of it. But I'm sorry, in this system, his argument is not what they should be thinking of. Okay, guys, we got these teams with one and no loss. So, okay, you, but if you played them on a neutral field and whatever, like I sort of like the thinking, but that's not how the committee does it. No, that's ne- they've never done it that way. Uh, maybe we will see it this last year of the of the the four team playoff, a two loss team that actually gets in. Maybe it will be Saban's group, but I thought they did the right thing last year. I was nervous about it. I really did think they were going to leave somebody out. I thought honestly, I thought TCU might be the one to get screwed. As it was, we were leading up to it. I thought, oh lord, they had just lost the game, yeah. and it was primed to be done to them. Thankfully, the the committee did the right thing, in my opinion. We'll see what they do this year, and we will see come July when SEC shows up for their media days what things Nick wants to complain about. Well, Chad, think about it like this: Look at the national championship game and how TCU got absolutely blasted, boy. And Saban's probably like, told you, right. Yeah. We would have beat them just like that, too. I don't know if it would have been like that, but he's probably thinking, yo, we match up with Georgia way better than what TCU did. They should have been the ones out. And he probably thought the Big 12 was a little watered down this year. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, and it's it's tough. I mean, his losses were a three-point loss at Knoxville and an overtime loss in Death Valley, Baton Rouge. That's how it works. You can't lose two, Nick. It's tough. Sorry. Would I love, as an Aggie fan, to see the Johnny Manziel team in an expanded playoff? Of course I would. That's not how it works. They lost two. Once it happened, done. Florida beat them. LSU beat them. Game over. Mm. You don't get to go to this playoff if you lose two games. Yeah. Sorry. Right now it's math. Later on it can be other stuff with the expanded, and then Nick can have all that he wants, and that's going to be fun because we're going to get some champs that really, really earn it in a whole different way. Yeah. Cannot wait. Cannot wait for that expanded playoff. All right, coming up, we'll get back into that Georgia Mount Rushmore discussion at 2. Also, another Cowboy maybe saying too much, according to me, but the rest of y'all are probably good with it. We'll get you those comments. Up next, where are we at in society? We'll see what Zay's got for us. We are rolling on a Monday. Hope you're having a good one. Stay cool and dry and in the shade if you can. It's going to be a blazer today. This is the Horn. Chad and Zay. Alrighty, rolling through a Monday. I do not have this one. Sounds like one I maybe should know, but I do not. What you got, Zay? Toto? Toto. All right, it's not a Toto song I'm familiar with. What's it called? St. George and the Dragon. St. George and the Dragon. All right. Go ahead, Toto. Toto, Richard Marks, Christopher Cross, and Duran Duran getting us started today musically. We hope you are having a great Monday. Happy Juneteenth. Stay cool out there. Get some shade out there if you can. If you're starting a vacation or ending a vacation, we hope everything goes well. Somebody uh, texting us earlier, they're headed to Port A, and it's going to be like mid-90s every day. Every day. 
Yeah, it's going to be that. So it's probably good to, to be at the beach. Uh, we got some guys on vacation this week. We'll have vacations uh, kind of interspersed throughout the summer as we head towards football season. Well-deserved um, vacations for guys around here, including Zay, who was going on his honeymoon next week, officially. Yeah. I'm definitely excited about that for Zay. Yeah, I'm going to pull a Patrick Davis, and on Friday I'm just going to be checked out. I might not even come in with a shirt on. I might. That's how, like – on vacation, I wow. will be like just do the whole show, zero shirt and some swim trunks. I, for me, could you just put something on? I mean, maybe a <laughs> towel. Go like boxer coming to the ring, something with the towel. Okay, I, I, maybe I can do that. I don't we'll see. Let me just say, I don't feel comfortable doing a show. We're not in the same room though. I know, but like, I, I just don't want to see another man's nipples while doing this show. You ain't got look. I gotta look. I'm comfortable. I need to look at you to do the show. <laughs> I can't be looking this way in terms. So, Zay, what, I mean, come on, man. Keep that head high, man. All right, all right. Maybe, maybe pasties. What about pasties? <laughs> Would you consider that? <laughs> maybe, I wait. mean, I know I'm not getting some lbs, but you know, I don't think I need those yet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right. So we got a lot going on around here. Talked about some of the NBA news of the day. Are the Suns getting a little closer to Bradley Beal and moving CP3? They're Trying to figure out maybe a third team to get CP3 to an actual team and not Washington. Um, we've also talked Georgia Mount Rushmore. We'll continue to do that coming right up. Plus, there's another Cowboy that has some thoughts, some big thoughts about the 2023 season. We'll get to that. But right now, let's go where we at in society, see what Zay's got for us. Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay. Oh, I see something on my Twitter DMs. I am the master of the Twitter DM. Yeah. Is that where I need to go yeah, here? Yeah, go to the DMs, man. All, All right. right, so the kid will paint the picture for you. We'll play the audio. But I need everybody on the Specs text line who's listening that could help us out here. And, Chad, you let me know. Is this kid smart or is he bad as hell? All right. And remember, I don't, I don't necessarily know where this kid is located, but – Remember the heat that we're in right now. Uh-huh. Just keep that in mind. The heat that we're in. Okay. The heat advisory. Get inside. It could be serious if you're outside for a certain amount of time. So, again, after you listen to the audio okay. and you watch the video, let me know, is the kid bad as hell or is he smart? Here we go. Okay. Welcome back, guys. Today I'm going to show you how to get out of football practice by stabbing your dad's tire. <laughs> If you really want to get out of football practice for the weekend, stab both tires. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh. Wow, Zay. Oh, my goodness. Zay, you are going to turn me into a these kids today old man in two seconds with a story like this. By the way, Zay is at ain't that underscore Zay if you want to see it. I'm at C Hastings 1049. I just retweeted it. Wow. I am all. Zay, I was not raised with a lot of whippings. I was not. I was not raised with a lot of physicality. Got one spank in my whole life. Damn, that's it? From either parent. Wow. And it was from my mother. Wow. Broke her hard, but she had to do it. I deserved it. My dad never spanked me. Spanked my brother a little bit, but then I learned my lesson. I didn't want any of that mess, so he never spanked me. But wow. The lack 
of regard for lots of stuff in that situation is staggering. That kid needs some serious discipline minimum. Probably needs to be locked inside the house for a while. And I know one thing. I know one thing for certain. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's so young he can't pay for that next tire or that you know repair or whatever. That kid's changing a tire <laughs> pretty quick. You know what, kid? You're going to help me change both tires right now. That's that. I, oh, dude. I might owe Adrian Peterson a serious apology. That's because, yo, this kid, oh my God. I, for one, Chad, who, because it's hot as hell. That's why I tried to, you know, let y'all know, like, it's hot as hell. So a part of me gets like, football practice in this heat i don't know what time it was but it's kids so you have to wait till all parents get off work and stuff like that so it could be maybe six o'clock up in the three digits i still this kid's bad as hell like let talk to dad let dad know like pops somebody lit my ass up in the oklahoma drill i can't do i I can't do it tell a lie say you're sick yeah i hurt my ankle every excuse cry limp Say you can't find your your cleats. Pop the tires of the whip twice, twice, and then run, the the laugh is the key too. We all we all can hear that laugh. Some of us maybe even have created that laugh at some point. That is a total lack of disregard for what is going on. That is anarchy. That is a menace, and that needs to be punished severely. Because he's smart too. He said, "Oh, you don't want to go to football practice for the whole weekend." Pop two tires. That's We're going to be worried about this all week. Draw. Dad ain't going to be able to take me. No. How can he? No. We ain't got no ride. Mm. Yo, man, football practice, I get it. It's hot. It could be tough. You could get lit up, but come on, son. No, that, so you got me saying son of these youngsters. Like, come on. He, that, that's going to lead to the Chris Rock line. I don't agree necessarily, but I understand. <laughs> You got to be kidding me, baby, kids, man. And also, I did not get a, I didn't get the best look possible. That looked like a pretty badass like truck. Is that what I'm seeing? Like a pickup truck uh, or an SUV? I didn't get a good Jeep. look either, dude. That looked like I'm not. I'm not trying to. It's 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 bad either way. Okay, it's bad either way. But if I'm not mistaken, let me just double check this. Yeah, As, it's a, yeah, it looks like a truck. It looks like a truck, right? Yeah. How old do you think this kid is? Oh, ten at least. No way, he's twelve. Okay. I'm going to say 10 to 12. i say 10, yeah. Feels like a truck. Feels like that might. And again, it doesn't matter if it's a new tire or not, but it looks like a pretty new tire. You just knifed two new tires on a badass truck like that? At least it's more badass than you are. I know that. <laughs> Good grief. That's so wrong. I just, oh my God. That's so like, terrible. football practice that bad, though? Her football practice is fun. Whole family just needs to stop and figure out what has created that kid. Something has created that kid. I don't know whose fault it is. I don't know if that's dad's fault, uncle's fault, aunt's fault, mom's fault, granny's fault, his fault. Everybody, It takes a village's fault. Something's wrong. Yeah, because being at the tire shop isn't the funnest thing. Like, that could take hours. Here's the first thing. Here's the next thing I do. After he helps change both tires, you see that hair he's walking around with? Yeah, we're going to get all of that taken out. Like a fro? All of that. Like we're, give him a fro because he has braids. Right. Well, had, like what are we, what are we I'm saying, saying here? What, no, I'm saying take all the braids out. Okay. Take him to the place where he gets it done. Make him go through the 
every second process of getting it undone and tell him it never will be done again. Deal with whatever your hair is because you don't have enough respect for yourself or us or our rules, so this is what we're going to do. You're going to walk around with that hair, and you're changing every tire in this family for five years. How about that, Junior? You still want to play football? Or do you want to play video games? I got to go to work to pay for some new tires. I love how one of the punishments is unbraid the kid's hair and just let it go free and nappy. Kid needs to learn details. The kid needs to learn details. I mean, that does fall back on the parents because now folks are just going to think they kid's raggedy for having a raggedy-ass fro. I would just ask the question of them, how long does it take to get his hair like that? That's a smooth two hours. How much money does it take to get his hair like that? Mm, Probably a grip, too. Probably some arthritis and whoever does its hands also. I'm just asking, if we don't get the hair done, can I pay for one of those tires? That's what I'm asking. Wow. Can we at least make it? Kids got to understand the money part of this at some point. The money, the respect, the, the trouble you are causing. You're vandalizing your own car? Yo, this makes baby Gronk look like a valedictorian. Oh, my God. That's a disturbing story, man. That is truly disturbing. You really have turned me into the old man today. Oh, my God. I'm trying to imagine my granddad. and my, Do you know how many objects my granddad would have thrown at me if I did something like that? He was not a violent man. He never spanked me. Not once. But if I tried something like that, dude, he might have thrown the jack at me. And right. I don't mean a playing card. I mean the jack <laughs> that jacked up the pickup. He might have thrown the whole thing at me. Oh, my God. It's a different time, man, because <laughs> n- never in my life those things ever occurred to me. As a kid, right. like ruining anything of my parents, because I thought about my life. Right. Like, I was like, yo, I don't want no whooping. Would that ever- I don't want to be grounded. Like, I like my life. It's a lot of fun. You know, I could tell my folks, hey, football ain't for me. Baseball, soccer ain't for me. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's- Cece would tell me all the time, I would just have bad games, Chad. Do you want to play this game? I'm like, Dad, I went 0 for 6 from 3 today. I definitely want to play. He's like, yo, you got to get some things together. You got to take this game seriously. Mm -hmm. And I understood that. I ain't trying to slash tires after he told me. I had a bad practice. What happens if you bury a knife in CeCe Collier's tire on purpose? Ooh. And video it and send it to everybody. Yeah, yeah. CeCe be in jail. Come on, man. CeCe probably be in jail Here's for, the la- for going after me. This is also, I could never. you could never actually mean it, but the last thing I'd tell that kid is, by the way, next time you think to stab one of my tires, when you start running, you better not stop. You better have a place to stay that night. You better have a plan, and you better have a job on the other end of that. Because you're not you're not under my roof anymore. If you start running from that, you're gonna sleep in a shed. You're gonna sleep in a doghouse. You're gonna sleep in that car that you just stabbed the tires of. But you're not oh, sleeping man. in my house if you're gonna disrespect us to that level. Sorry. That's a badass kid, man. And he filmed it. Make you a bed on the roof, like yeah. It's one thing to, to do it. But film it? Oh, yeah. Film it and laugh. Film it and laugh? Come on. (laughs) And it went viral so everybody could see how bad the kid is and how bad of a parent you are? It's such a terrible thing. That is bad. Father's Day weekend. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is so bad on every level. Oh, my goodness. We may be losing as a species, ladies and gentlemen. All right, coming up, your 2 o'clock hour, that Georgia Mount Rushmore, plus another cowboy maybe saying a little bit too much. You be the judge. This is The Horn. From the UBO Business Services.